The Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, Episode 100. You're listening to The Cell Phone Junkie Podcast. I have some great stuff to talk about. GSM versus CDMA. Also known as A2DP. The iPhone is here. Singular is going to be transitioning back over to AT&T. Mickey Papillon is a cell phone junkie. Both Singular and Verizon, I switched to a BlackBerry. All right. Here we go. And thank you very much for downloading this special episode of The Cell Phone Junkie. My name is Mickey Paplon, and for this show, we're doing something a little bit different from our normal news, devices, and questions format. We've broken the show into three different segments. Joining me for the show, as always, will be co-host Joey Coppice, but we've also enlisted some help from other experts in the field of cell phones. Appearing on today's show will be Dieter Bone, VP of Communities from SmartphoneExperts.com in Inverness, Florida. David Sacconi, founder, MobilityToday.com of Monmouth Junction, New Jersey, and Rob Walsh, founder, Podcast411.com and TodayAndiPhone.com of Overland Park, Kansas. We've had a great first 100 shows and hopefully many more to come in the future. A special thanks to Joey for all his hard work and dedication each week. The shows would definitely not be what they are without you. Also, a big thanks to you, the Cell Phone Junkie community, for your support and interaction over the past 100 shows. You're the ones that keep me going each week, uh, making sure that the show is the best it can possibly be. Now, without further delay, the Cell Phone Junkie Show 100. Hello and welcome to part one of the 100th episode of The Cell Phone Junkie. My name is Mickey Paplon and always today, uh, or as always, I'm joined by Joey. How are you doing today, Joey? Doing well, Mickey. Joey, we've got a very special guest with us today. It is Dieter from Smartphone Experts. How are you doing today, Dieter? I am doing stupendously well. How are you? Hey, we're doing just fine. You know, we, uh, you know we're going to do a little bit something different for this show, and it's going to be a, a, a lot of uh, great conversation, I think. And before we get started with this, I wanted to just kind of introduce you here and your websites and everything that you do. Um, the first uh, thing that I guess we can say is you are um, your main site is Smartphone Experts. So why don't you kind of give everyone a little background about yourself and your, your sites, because uh, there's more than one, I understand. Yeah, there's there's a few. Uh, SmartphoneExperts.com is sort of the uh, the boring parent site without a whole lot of stuff on it. Uh, what we what we've got is uh, four sort of flagship sites about uh, different smartphones. So we started with uh, TrioCentral.com where we talk about the Trio and now the Centro, uh, and then we added WMExperts.com where we talk about Windows Mobile. And then we added PhoneDifferent.com for the iPhone. And then lastly, uh, one of our bigger sites now is CrackBerry.com for the BlackBerry. And uh, I sort of I've got my fingers in all the sites. Um, and then I also do podcasts for uh, three of them, for WM Experts and Trio Central and Phone Different. And then we've also got a podcast on CrackBerry.com, too. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm on the verge of being a smartphone overexposed. <laughs> Overwhelmed, to say the least, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Well, that's actually how I found you was through the podcasts, and um, I have been, uh, you know, familiar with Trio Central for a long time. And, and Joey, um, I, I know you spend uh, a lot of time. This is your, I guess, your primary central resource, if we were to, I guess, put it that way. But um, 
the the podcast that you do, um, I, I think are, are are key to, in my opinion, the success of these sites. And just kind of, uh, could you kind of talk about like your format and how you guys do it? Because I, I really uh, enjoy. It. I listen to all of them, even though I I don't have uh, an iPhone, but um, I, I do enjoy listening to each one of them because they are each very unique and different. So kind of tell everyone a little bit about what you guys do with it. Well, thanks. Uh, I mean. Basically, we, we cover the news. Uh, I, I basically, you know, format the podcast uh, for a, a smartphone nerd, and I'm, I am a smartphone nerd, and so I'm, I'm interested in the news and, and commenting on it. So we'll uh, we'll go through whatever the news of the day is, and whoever I'm on with um, on Trio Central and Phone Different, it's uh, Mike Overbo, and on WM Experts, it's Malatesta, a guy from our forums, really good guy. Uh, and so we'll we'll comment on the news and what we what we think of it, and uh, complain about the things that we're fond of complaining about, uh, and then we'll we'll try and throw in some like specific tip. Uh, a lot of our listeners sort of like know these these phones really well and so if it were just a, like a how-to podcast it would get kind of boring but we need to have something for the newer listeners and you know we, we always try and find you know some new thing that that's interesting and then uh, we always try and, and jump in and talk about our forums because on, on all the sites um you know as awesome as i am the real the real fun part of the sites <laughs> and the content of the sites really is in the forums where, where users are talking to each other directly. So we always try and point out stuff that's going on uh, in the community. So I guess the, the natural question then to ask you is, so you've got, you've got all these different sites with varying arrays of phones and everything from you know Windows to the iPhone to the BlackBerry um, and of course the Palm OS. So what is your current phone. We're all cell phone junkies here. We all, uh, especially uh, the, the people who have been listening to the show since the beginning are, are just absolutely nuts, you know, because they are, they've been following me through what's got to be, I don't know, 10 phones or something over the last year and a half. So what is your current phone on what network? Um, all that good stuff. So uh, my current phone, I'm actually very proud of. It's a Motorola Q9H Global. And the reason I'm very proud of it is that it has Windows Mobile 6.1 on it. Nice. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's not quite a final build, but it's very close. Um, uh, of course, since it's a Q9H, uh, it's on AT and T, and you know, I don't. I'm not fond of any of the companies. I guess if I had to pick a favorite cell phone company, it'd probably be T-Mobile because their customer service has been the best to me. But I have to stick with GSM because uh, I switch phones so freaking awesome uh, uh, all the time, yeah. all, so freaking often, excuse me, that um, it's just uh, it'd be impossible for me to be on CDMA because I would it, it takes you know longer. You've got to call up you know the customer service and have them switch the number and all that stuff. Uh, so that's why I stick with AT and T because they've got 3G and their GSM. All right. So have you are you a solely AT and T customer? Then you don't have any secondary lines or anything like that. Uh, no, yeah, I have secondary. <laughs> lines. I've got a, I've got a Sprint line, and that uh, that bounces between a uh, a mogul and a Touch, um, and um, we've got a Verizon line around here somewhere that's currently sitting on a Samsung i seven sixty, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's and uh, then uh, we've got a couple uh, Centros on Altel, uh, which is a pretty big uh, carrier down here in Florida. Yeah, they're based out of Little Rock, I believe, aren't they? Somewhere. Mm, I, I believe you. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm thinking, I'm trying to remember where they were. I know Walmart is, but they, they may not be, but who knows. 
All right. Well, that's uh, that's good. So I'm guessing you, since uh, since you're in the the smartphone business, what is your I guess your favorite phone? Um, obviously, the one that you're using right now, you've got to like a lot. But if you could if you could pick something, you know, over the last couple of years, what would you say would be your favorite that that you've had the chance to use? Over the last couple of years, ooh, um, you know, it's got to be the iPhone. Honestly, mm. uh, if, if it's not the Q9H that that I use as my daily driver, it's it's got to be the iPhone, and it's 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 uh, it's two things. It's it's the really big screen and it's the browser. Uh, the the using the browser on the iPhone is just a revelation. It it makes you wonder what you were doing before, what was wrong with us before that we thought it was okay to use the crappy browsers that we had on our phones. Hmm. So. Yet you you still you're not using that one daily, and I'm guessing that's because of probably Exchange integration. If I had to guess, uh, a little bit of Exchange and uh, apps. Actually, I, huh. I really like testing new applications. I really like playing around with new applications, and they're just they're not there on the iPhone yet. That's true. So come June, uh, be, might be making the switch full time. I might. It's it's <laughs> tough to say. I mean, they'll, they'll be exchanged too, and that, that'll help. Although, actually, I am mostly a Gmail guy. I do push some Gmail through Exchange. Um, but uh, it's it's hard. I, I like the physical keyboard too, and it's it'll be kind of tough for me to give that up. But if, if the apps come fast enough, then... Uh, then I, I could make the switch. Um, but so with my Q9H, for example, I, I wouldn't have been able to do the work that I did uh, when I went to CTIA to cover the conference because I was, I was blogging from the floor directly by you know emailing pictures up and uh, going into my interface. And I had a couple of different applications I used uh, for some other stuff. And uh, I guess uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a productive guy when it comes to my phone. And so I need, I need my phone to be a work phone first. And uh, Windows Mobile, for me, is a better work phone than the iPhone. Mm-hmm. You know, I um, I've got two more questions here. Hopefully, I won't forget them because, and then we'll we'll move on to the actual content, the stuff we want to talk about. So, the first one or the first comment that I had was uh, nice score on the uh, the Xperia review that you guys did. That was awesome. Thank you. I uh, I tell you what, that was a huge pain to get. I, I kept on having to go back, and they were busy, and we went round and round. Uh, they wouldn't let me take a video of it, and I, I had to. I asked a couple times, and I even tried to sneak one in, <laughs> um, but the that Xperia man, it it is surprisingly small and uh, very well built. It it looks to be like the king of phones when it comes out, uh, except for the browser, which is still won't be as good as the iPhone. <laughs> right. Hey, I don't disagree with you. I was um, I, I was flipping through, you know, some of the the, the review that you did, and then uh, reading through some different things um, in uh, I think it was Laptop Magazine, and and it, it just looks like for the Windows Mobile fan out there. You know, if you're if you're okay with the slider design, then this is really going to be it's going to be a great device uh, for the the mobile professional at the very least. And um, so I'm I'm excited about it, and I thought it was great that they were at least able to to get some information out uh, at the conference because we know back when um, uh, it was um, uh, it, it wasn't not CBIT. What's the the one over it was in a, Barcelona? A mobile World Congress. Yeah, Mobile World Congress. Um, when, when they when they first tar- started talking about it, but you know, no one could get any hands on time with the thing, and it was it was kind of like, oh, okay, well, so wait, what? <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, right. it's great, but no one can you know knows anything about it. So, uh, and then I just had one other thing I wanted to ask. So you're a GSM guy. You, you've got your SIM, and you're using it in all these different devices. What is your plan? Because my guess is you're using it with the iPhone. So do you indeed have an iPhone plan on it 
on the account then? No. No. Okay. I have got a standard uh, AT&T bucket plus unlimited data uh, PDA plan, which they they charge, what, like 50 bucks for it. It's super expensive. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I, I leave it on that plan because when I'm not on the iPhone and I'm on either a Windows mobile phone or even a, uh, a Centro. I like using Telenav. Uh, I like that better than keeping, you know, maps on a little SD card. Uh, and uh, you can't you can't stick Telenav on an iPhone plan. And if you're on an iPhone plan and you switch away from the iPhone, you get these annoying little text messages sent to you every time you get a voicemail because mm-hmm. it's trying to talk to the iPhone's visual voicemail app. And so I find it's easier just to leave it on a, a standard Windows mobile unlimited data, whatever. The, I think it's called PD8 Plus or something. I can't remember, but that's the plan that I'm on. And yeah, it, it costs too much. And uh, uh, I'd like AT&T to, to follow Sprint's lead and, and just offer an unlimited data and unlimited voice for, you know, 99 bucks. Yeah, it's I, I think that one's going to be a little ways off. I mean, they've got, yeah. you know, top dog. There's no reason for them to do so. People are still signing up with them in droves. You know, there's no <laughs> I was looking at Joey and I were talking about this on one of the previous shows, how the um the 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 carriers the Verizons and AT&Ts are adding, you know, millions of people every single year and you look at lowly sprint and they added like 250,000 people last year. <laughs> so there's a reason that those people are uh, that they're getting that out there but uh, um, okay so that's great. I wanted to I wanted to then open up a discussion here with you because of your your background um, on, on kind of some differences if we wanted to compare like a Windows Mobile uh, phone versus a Palm versus an iPhone versus a Blackberry. Um, and we'll start it off. You've got a you actually guys did kind of a neat thing last year, which I think our listeners will appreciate if they wanted to to specifically go in and read about it. Um, did kind of a like a, a swap, a mobile phone swap. What did you call it? Uh, we called it the the smartphone round robin. I think if you just Google smartphone round robin, it should be the first thing that pops up. Otherwise, it's uh, smartphoneexperts.com, aroundrobin.smartphoneexperts.com. And uh, what we did is we had um, editors for all four of the sites, myself, uh, Mike at Phone Different, Kevin at Crackberry, and Jennifer at Trio Central, uh, for a week at a time, we sent each other our phones. So we had a, a Trio 680, because the Central wasn't out then. We had a BlackBerry Curve uh, 80. I don't remember the number of the, the, the curve with, with the GPS in it. We had an AT&T tilt and we had an iPhone. And so what we did is, you know, I would get the iPhone for a week and I would look at it from a Windows mobile user's perspective. And then I'd send it off to Kevin, who's a BlackBerry user, and he'd look at it from a BlackBerry perspective. Then he'd send it to Jennifer and she'd look at it from a Trio user perspective. And then it went back to Mike and he looked at it, you know, as an iPhone user, what it was like to come back to it. And so we did that with all four platforms going around. And so over the course of month and a half, two months, we, uh, we each, you know, published up, I think it was two reviews a piece per week, uh, looking at it. And then we also had, you know, a whole bunch of stuff going on in the, in the forums where people were talking about it and we'd answer questions about it. And, you know, I get this Blackberry, I'd have no idea how to use it. So I'd go over to crackberry.com and jump onto the forums and say, Hey guys, I have no idea what I'm doing. Can you help me out? And then they would help <laughs> me out. It was, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, we don't really have a like a good summation up of it, uh, which which I sort of need. There needs to be like a thumbnail review of it. But if you if you want to go in depth, if you're thinking about switching platforms, it's a it's a really neat resource. Yeah, and it is roundrobin.smartphoneexperts.com, and and we'll have a link to that. But what was I? What would would you say would be the most um, the most revolutionary thing or revelationary thing I should say that you you found by using these um, because you came to it from a, a Windows perspective. So what what did you find by using these different devices that uh, 
that really made you go, huh, okay. Well, the I guess two things. One, uh, everything else is easier to use in Windows Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it it, it pains me to say it too. Um, and everything sort of has its own sort of different metaphor. And when you first get a, a new device that you've never used before, you you've got a couple of days where you, you're you're fumbling around with it and. The reason that uh, things are, quote, easier to use in Windows Mobile is uh, the other phones have better uh, discoverability is a, a term that Kevin and I use. You can just play playing around with it, figure out how to do the thing that you want to do relatively quickly. Um, and uh, Windows Mobile just wasn't that good at it. You kind of you had to fumble around more. But once you get it, then it's really easy. And I get it. So it's really easy. But until you, you get it, it's tough. So you know, with the iPhone, there's there's really no confusion. It does what it does, and you can figure it out with you know ten minutes of playing around. Uh, with the BlackBerry, I was totally lost till I figured out that everything I wanted to do was under that that BlackBerry button, that menu mm-hmm. button. Um, and then the Trio, you just once you learn that stuff is you know hiding in the menus, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, so yeah, it was the main thing was that uh, Windows Mobile does not have very good discoverability in terms of how to use it, but that also that all these phones have different sort of metaphors for I'm stuck now. What do I do to move forward that uh, you just need to figure out? Okay. What about the palm? We, you know, I, I feel like the, the centro has, has brought them back from the dead. And I, I want Joey to, to jump in here too, if he's got anything to say about this, but what did you find in, in using the 680? Cause I know those, w- once you find windows mobile, I feel like a lot of people just kind of like leave palm in the dust for some reason. They just never decide to go back to him. What did you uh, think about the 680, and and then of course with the Centro now, um, your thoughts on on that OS versus Windows. Um, well, with the 680, it was you know I I was a Palm user for a long time when you know back with the Visor phone I was using using the Palm smartphone interface, um, and so it was sort of like coming back home, and you know very quickly I sort of picked up what I was trying to do, and um, you know I. I I have no complaints about it. It, uh, it, it. I couldn't. Um, I couldn't do all the crazy, powerful, scary nerd stuff I could do with Windows Mobile. But uh, you sort of find you adapt to these things. You're like, well, I can't, you know, FTP to a server very easily, but um, I can, you know, not have my phone crash on me today. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, but the the 680, uh, I actually, uh, I don't think it was a very good phone overall what palm was trying to do with the 680 is is what they did with the centro i think that the centro is what the palm smartphone was supposed to be like it's it you feel it you look at the interface and it just it feels perfect got it yeah i would uh i i I think joey would would agree with that would you not i would i think uh you know basically what you've said about the the comparisons is exactly my experience because in my job i have to set up uh uh, Blackberries and Windows Mobiles for other users, and it it's basically the exact same experience. Uh, you know, the the Blackberry took me a little bit to figure out everything is under that one particular button, but once you find that, all of the options and all the settings are you know easy to find and quick to use. And uh, Windows Mobile is the same way. You have to go through you know setting after setting page and tab and tab and tab to get everything set right. But uh, with the the Palm OS, I've been a long time user since uh, 1997 and progressed to the i500 and now to the centro it's just for me it's just uh you know it's a no-brainer decision because it's uh it's what i'm familiar with and it does everything i want to do because of all the applications that are supported still for palm os 
Mm. And Dieter, you mentioned you're an app guy. Were you pretty big on apps with with Palm when you were with them too? You know, I was, um, but when I when I went back and uh, and used I used the Central for two or three weeks when it came out on AT and T, and I found that uh, I didn't really need to load up uh, you know a million apps and a different launcher and you know the the hack to make it go a little faster and the hack to make the ringtones change and all that stuff. I found I was, I was really happy with almost the default stuff the only thing that i found i had to load on it was um snapper mail i love snapper mail on the palm os um i know a lot of people like another program called chatter i don't want to get too you know palm nerd here but uh it seems like snapper mail for me was was just a really great app that really understood the the interaction between a physical keyboard and a touchscreen sometimes you want to move around with the keyboard sometimes you really want to just stick your finger on that touchscreen and, and slide stuff around that way and that was a really good app for me well, and Joey, what do you think about that? I mean, I know you're, that's one of the reasons you went with the Centro is because of the applications. Um, you find that you would be able to um, just switch over to a phone and uh, any other Palm device and not go with it? Or, I mean, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, uh, basically the only thing I really find absolutely essential on this is the uh, the butler to light up the LED when there's a voicemail or a email message waiting. And I just uh, use the basic VersaMail, but... Um, that to me is the the only thing that I really have to go and install. Uh, could th- could there be any more of an an, an annoying non function on all the trios? Is that LED that's on there that's just absolutely non usable? You know, yeah, and it, it's it's you know consistent through all the devices. But so how about how about this question with when you go from a a Windows Mobile device? Um, my guess is in in Inverness, Florida, where you guys are based out of, there's three uh, G service, correct? No, no, there is there is for uh, CDMA, but not for uh, AT and T. Well, that and of course not for T Mobile. That just shoots yeah, my it's, question it's right horrible. out of the water then, because I was going to ask you how it was going <laughs> back to edge, but. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, I was, I, you know, uh, until I switched to this Q9H, I would always use a Windows mobile device that had Wi-Fi. So uh. losing that was kind of painful. Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, uh, Edge isn't that bad. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I really don't mind it all that much. I think that the Edge network around here was improved when the iPhone came out. I know that AT&T was upgrading their Edge network all over creation for that. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, I tell you, when I when I travel and I land someplace that's three G, it's just uh, it's so nice. <laughs> I, I I wonder. I, I'm like, oh, how could I live without this? And then I get back and I lose it. I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad, is it? Nah, I can I could deal with this. I guess for me, it just comes down to having. You know, I've been flopping back and forth, and, and the listeners of um, of the show kind of know this between a, a BlackBerry Pearl and my Trio 750. I feel the 750 is getting a little long in the tooth, and it's it's still good because it's got Windows Mobile six on it, and the 3G is wonderful uh, for me. Number one, it, it it obviously does things fast, and I can do you know fun things like watching Slingbox or. I downloaded a 10 megabyte video today that I would never even thought of doing on an edge network because it would have taken a year. But right. but my um, but my biggest thing is is the the concurrent simultaneous simultaneous data and voice uh, connections. And I find that when I'm using the BlackBerry, I, I I'll do a lot more of like the BlackBerry Messenger and stuff like that, um, and sending and receiving emails. And when, for example, like I'll take a picture and I'll send it to my Flickr account. If it's sending and a phone call comes in, it goes right to voicemail, and that just drives yeah. me insane. 
the thing that that drives me nuts is uh, I'm not especially fond of the radio stations that are available in this town, uh-huh. and so I want to stream radio. And if I am streaming radio, I don't know if a call is supposed to be coming in if I'm on Edge. I had thought it was, but it never does. It always goes to voicemail if I'm streaming if I'm streaming radio over Edge, and it's kind of choppy anyway. And that's the reason that I have got a, a second – one of the reasons that I, I you know have the second CDMA phone around is I can use that to stream radio um, instead of trying to do it on my main phone and not have calls come in. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You have a device just to listen to internet radio. <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, yeah. I mean, I need to, I need to test all these devices and, and write reviews. And uh, you know, the the business model for the the company. You know, I, I run the communities, but uh, most of the money gets made by selling accessories. And I have, you know, nothing to do with it really, except that I get to play around with the accessories when they come in and write reviews of them. And we need to have uh, one of all the phones uh, around so that we can they can test cases on them. And so. I mean, that's the real reason that I've got a spare phone around to stream radio, but it's it's nice to have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, you, you know, we certainly appreciate you taking the time uh, out to be with us on the show. And uh, before we wrap up here, why don't you go ahead and, and just give everyone a mention of the sites that you've got again in case they want to check them out. Uh, well, first, congratulations, guys, on 100 Podcasts. That's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. That's impressive. Thank you. Uh, so again, yeah, the, the four sites, um, Trio Central for Trio, uh, WM Experts for every Windows mobile device, or at least the ones in the U.S., uh, CrackBerry.com for uh, Blackberries, and Phone Different for the iPhone. And uh, we've got a big staff of writers on uh, all four of the sites, and um, we're adding features every day, and we've got podcasts on all of them, so they're, they're a ton of fun. Excellent. Well, again, thank you very much uh, for being on. And everyone, check out those sites and listen to Dieter on uh, all his podcasts. Again, thank you very much. Hey, thanks, guys. It's been great. Yeah, it was good to talk to you. Hi, Mickey. It's Dave Sacconi from MobilityToday.com. That's www.MobilityToday.com. Just wanted to wish you a happy 100th episode. Hey, Mickey, this is Steve Trotto from MobilityToday.com and SteveTrotto.com. Congratulations on number 100. Looking forward to the next 100. Hey, Mick, this is Jerry. Congratulations on your 100th show, and hopefully you'll get 100 more in there. Good luck to you, and great show. Keep it up. Uh, hello, Mickey. Here's Edward from AmbassMumbas.com. I would like to con- uh, congratulate you and happy birthday uh, to your to yourself and to your podcast and uh, Windows Mobile is the best. Hey Mickey, hey Joey, congratulations on show number 100 and uh keep up the good work. Everybody enjoys all your shows, I'm sure. Okay. Here's to show number 200, all right? Hey guys, this is uh Ryan just calling to congratulate you on 100 shows. Uh it's uh Pretty amazing. It's pretty uh pretty good track record you got going every week. I think you only missed maybe one or two. But anyways, yeah, congratulations and uh hope uh, there's a uh, hundred more shows. See ya. Yeah, good day, Mickey and Joey. It's Scott from Sydney, Australia. Just wanted to congratulate you blokes on the uh one hundred shows of the cell phone junkie. I've been listening since show number one. And I really like listening to your show. I listen to it every single week. And I like keeping up to date with all the cell phone news. And I just wanted to congratulate you guys on a great show. 
and hopefully we'll have another 350 shows to come. Thank you very much. So on the next segment here, Joey and I are speaking with Dave Sacconi from Mobility Today. Dave, how's it going? I'm doing very good, Mickey. How are you? Doing great. It's uh, a pleasure to have you on the show as always. And I want to, uh, before we get into some conversation here, let's let's start out by letting everybody know if they um, have either forgotten or never been to your site, what's your website and what are you guys all about? Sure. First of all, I want to say congratulations to Show 100. Thank you. And uh, for those who aren't familiar with my site, I run mobilitytoday.com. Uh, it's a site that's been in uh, existence for almost uh, seven years, which has been uh, my, my shining armor, should I say. I have a great amount of people supporting me like you, Mick, and so forth. We feature mostly mobile technology. We also sp- do video and podcasts. We also sell all mobile accessories powered by smartphone experts and um, a lot of fun stuff going on. We also cover all the different mobile f- phones from Palm to Windows Mobile to Nokia, and you name it. Anything mobile is what we cover over at Mobility today. Yeah, you guys really are the kind of the forums that would be that anyone who's looking for anything related to any sort of mobile phones would want to go to you. And uh, that's uh, one of the reasons why I got involved with you guys. I know the the iPack was a big part of your your uh, past and spent a, a lot of time with that. And it's it's uh, fortunately morphed into a, a site that covers, like you were saying, everything. Um, but uh, it uh, as a site and a podcast um, and you as the the owner and founder of the site um, have really had a big impact on me. It was back in 2006. You had had me on a couple of the Mobility Today shows. I believe they were probably in the, probably in the 60s, if I remember correctly. Shows 63 or two or something like that. And uh, it was it was a great uh, experience for me to be on and chat with you and Steve at the time, and just get to talk about different things. And it really uh, honestly got me into this. Uh, role as the cell phone junkie in doing the podcast that we do every week. So I, I, I give a lot of credit to you and, and uh, Mobility Today and that entire community over there for making the cell phone junkie what it is. You've been a, a big uh, supporter of me for since the beginning, and I, I cannot thank you enough for everything. So it's, uh, it's a, an absolute pleasure to have you on with, uh, with us this week because celebrating the 100th show here is, is very special to me. And you know we put a lot of effort into this. So uh, again, thank you very much for everything that you've done. Oh, well, thank you, Mick. And again, 100 shows is, is an amazing number as it is. And I know exactly, I don't go through as much as you do with this show because the quality is far superior than what we be, we do over at Mobility today. Um, but I, I understand, and that is a lot of work. And thank you for what you do here on this show because really you cover a whole broad range of things that many other sites don't cover. And I think that's really why this audience is growing so Thank you very much for the kudos, and, and I hope to be on show 200. Yeah, absolutely. And anyone who, like I said, hasn't checked out the site, head on over, mobilitytoday.com. Um, the podcast is uh, also over there, done once a week, and, and uh, it's a lot of fun to listen to with, with Chris and, and Steve and Jerry over there. So anyway, let's, uh, let's start this off by chatting a little bit about um, what every other cell phone junkie in the world wants to know, and that is... What phone are you currently using, and what provider are you on, and uh, all that fun stuff? What's your what's your mo these days? Well, right now, what I'm using is a Blackjack Two, which I'm desperately seeking Windows Mobile 6.1 for it. 
Haven't been successful in finding that ROM anywhere. So I'm using Windows 6.1, uh, excuse me, uh, the Blackjack 2 with Windows Mobile 6. And then I am using the AT&T service, which has just been spectacular. I, I, it was funny. I was just doing some bandwidth tests on that, and I was getting over 1,000 kilobits per second, which really is fantastic speeds. And then also I've been testing the Sprint Touch, the Verizon uh, VX6900, and then um, I've also have a couple other phones that are on their way back over here, but uh, quite honestly, right now, the only phone that I am using is the Blackjack 2. So I think the last time that we talked, you may or may not, it may or may not have been that, but I know for a while you were using the Black uh, BlackBerry Curve, and that was a big um, that was a big change for you coming from the Windows Mobile world over to, to that. So what, what happened with that? Because I, I remember uh, very distinctly reading some posts and some things about it. You said, you know, they're going to have to pry this thing out of my cold, dead hands to get me, <laughs> to get me away from the curve. What, what was the deal with that? Well, what happened was, was my employer at the time, was, uh, I wasn't on their, their exchange server. So kind of like your situation, I had to mm-hmm. use their IMAP par- uh, proxy. So what I did was I was using the BlackBerry Internet server through Singular and having my email pushed there and then hard synchronizing my calendar and my contacts. Um, unfortunately, at the time, I loved the BlackBerry curve. Hands down, it's a fantastic device. The problem was, was my employer did not support Blackberries. So that at that time, they moved me over to the Exchange server. Um, so I was able to synchronize wirelessly now using Windows Mobile. And that is the only reason why I switched was the support for Exchange and not have to synchronize my BlackBerry every time I had it. Because I... I'm a consultant, so for those who don't know, I, I'm a consultant full-time, and I, I support other account managers, and they're always sending me meeting invites and so forth, and I can't work in that environment because my schedule gets so packed. I mean, I have 20 to 24 appointments a week, and I can't. I need to immediately accept an appointment because if I don't, that slot will then show it as an open, and then some other sales rep's going to try to grab it, and then there's going to be big conflict. So that was the main reason why me switching but I really enjoyed the curve. Okay. I mean, you're, you're right on with kind of the reasons that I have been with Windows Mobile and, and kind of gone back and forth with that and the Blackberries, just the, the support with, the, with an employer and, uh, and you know, what, where I can get my email and stuff from, so I completely understand that. But uh, So you've gone from, obviously, a, an, an avid Windows Mobile user, and, and you're using one again now, and you've used the Blackberries. And I know you use the iPhone because I uh, bought the iPhone from you and uh, <laughs> let my wife use that now. And so the one that, uh, that's uh, mysteriously missing from there, and uh, Joey will, I'm sure, have note of this as well, is the, the Palm operating system. What's been your experience with that, and well, uh, what do you think of it? Well, I have also used Symbian, so I was using the Nokia Oh yeah, absolutely um, for quite a bit of time. But uh, on the Palm platform, I never... I never really got into it. It was something to me. Oh, I'll take that back. Back in the 90s, I, I actually had it by 3Com. I had the Palm Pilot and so forth. I was a big supporter at that time. But once I saw the uh, the Compact iPad come out, it was an eye open. Actually, it wasn't. It was in, even the Philips Nino was the device that opened my, my eyes to Windows CE. And then I kind of put away my Palm. I actually still have that device, the Palm. Um, and 
what I did was I went in that direction. I think the Palm platform was just the wrong timing for me because I was so involved with Pocket PC platform and Windows CE at the time that it really missed the boat for me. And I really had no interest. And I, you know, I have the Centro and I've done video reviews of it. And really, I think the Centro has a, a lot of power now going forward uh, in the market today for the entry-level user who really wants a lot of functionality that can grow with a device. But for me, I, I just it just didn't catch on. Okay. What do you have? You had a chance to to play with the Centro much, or because I know Joey is uh, is a big fan of that, and uh, um, I think I think for the for the the user the new the new user to a smartphone, the the Centro is a great option. Uh, you know, and and with the the two available versions now in the U.S. on Sprint and AT and T, uh, I, I think it's a it's a great it's a great way to get someone into a device that can do both voice and data on the same phone. You think uh, think the Centro is gonna gonna keep keep up with that momentum, or what do you think? I, I really do. I think I've used I have the Centro on the multiple different platforms. So I have it on the variety. Uh, excuse me, the AT and T. I have it also on the Sprint. So I, I, I do have those devices on those different platforms. I really think they have something good going. I'd like to see where it's going to go when they go to the new OS. And, and really in that form, in fact, I really, between you and I, I'd really like to see Windows Mobile on it. Hmm. Well, the, uh, what was it, the V500? Was that the Palm device? That's the one that doesn't have the touchscreen on it? That's a very similar form yeah. factor? Yeah, I think that's the model. Yeah, that one, I don't... I, I know what you're saying, Dave, but it, I think that that model uh, or that particular phone kind of ruined it for some people because <laughs> it was it it didn't it didn't really have all the things that everyone wanted out of a Windows Mobile device. Well, but, that's uh, what Chris, uh, you know, one of the moderators oh, over said he reviewed it there too. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I uh, you know, kind of talking about all, all these different you know these different platforms. Um, you know the the cell phone industry over the past couple of years has been very very um, well. Let's just say kind of up in the air. Where I think two years ago, I don't think anyone would have seen AT and T as as the market leader and would have would have realized that the merger with Singular was going to do such great things for them. I remember thinking at one point it was kind of a last ditch effort for them, kind of like what I thought about when the Sprint Nextel thing happened. And Verizon, to me, was just leading the way. And granted, they still have they still have a lot of growth, but uh, AT and T is is just absolutely dominating when it comes to new hardware that's coming out. And uh, you know, you look at a, a carrier like Sprint, who gets the Centro first, which is great, but then who's number two? AT and T. You know, not to mention things like the Titan Two and um, obviously the iPhone. Of course, who can you know who can argue with that what are your uh what are your thoughts on the cell phone industry um as a whole i mean it's to me it's 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 a very uh kind of up in the air thing and and that's why we love talking about it each week well it was interesting for me personally i was always a um nextel user i had a blackberry on the nextel network and i used to use the direct connect on the nextel and everyone thought i was nuts at the time um <laughs> and then i was a cellular one customer before that believe it or not so for me, it was Cellular One, and then it was bought from Comcast, and then it went. To, it, it bounced around with AT and T, and um, really, I think what you're going to see though is, honestly, right now, Verizon, I think, is learning from their mistakes in the last year or the last two years, on really nickeling and diming everyone for services that 
really in the space and the economy today that we're in, they need to be more competitive. And the only way you're going to be more competitive, and I said this, it was interesting because if you look at one of the forums I spoke at at the Jacob Javits Center, I think it was at, I forgot what show it was. It was one of the uh, pocket, I forgot, it was one of the wireless shows in New York, and I was one of the guest speakers along with uh, Jason Dunn over at Pocket PC Thoughts, and at the time, Dale Kofig, who ran a site called Pocket PC Passion. And you had Singular, you had Verizon, all the big executives in the office, in the audience. And what I had said to them was, they asked me the same exact question, Mickey, and they said, where do you see it going? And I said to them, I said, want to know where I see it going? Because at the time, they were charging you for, for data usage and a certain amount of data that you had. And I said, what I feel is that they need to go to a single fee, low fee, and basically eventually give you free data if they want to hook more users into their network. And, and, I, and I, st- I stood up there and I said, I want to see one of the providers in the audience stand up and say that you're going to commit to us in the next five years that you're going to give us free data services. And no one stood up. And I said, that is interesting because what that is telling you is that that is where you're seeing all your money going. That's where they see it. And, and I said, I bet you that you're going to see flat rate data usages, lowered, you know, that lower dollar value. And then it was funny because Jason Dunn and both Dale looked at me and they laughed. They said, no way. Data services are going to go up and it's more expensive. And then the voice connections will go lower. But really what, where I see it is you're going to see a big boom. I'm really interested in seeing where it's going to go with Google. I'm really interested in seeing where it's going to go with WiMAX. I think WiMAX will be pretty interesting as we go down the, uh, down the line. But quite honestly, right now, you said it, AT&T's got a stranglehold. And last but not least, they've got Microsoft Surface. So they've got to be the mm. coolest dog in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they that must no kidding. With what your 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 earlier point about the, uh, the 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 revenue is that the text messaging that's what's really interesting right now because that's been uh, how they keep increasing the rates on that. And you know, uh, it costs them nothing to send and receive text messages. And look at how how much they're raking it in on those things. And look how many kids text message and how much they text message. It's just amazing. It is. Well, look it's, at Mickey's Twitter. I mean, Mickey's Twitter's alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Be twitter.com slash gt2697 for those that uh, the plugs go in. Or should I say his tweets? Yes, my tweets. Yeah, I in fact, I I saw a response from somebody saying, you guys with your Twittering after, I can't remember what time it was, something like 10 p.m., you're driving me nuts because I'm on the West Coast, and so anyone on the East Coast that's signed up for me that gets the direct messages, you always see, especially things like when, you know, the latest podcasts are released or whatnot, and that's always real late at night, so... Yeah, be careful if you sign up for me to get those text alerts because I may wake you up in the middle of the night. But <laughs> anyway, so how about let's talk about some hardware here. What do you think? Uh, what do you think about a a three G iPhone? Everyone, this is kind of like the you know the buzz around every internet site right now, and every single week Joey and I report on the latest rumors on on three G iPhones, and it's everyone has. You know, you know what they say about opinions, and um, everyone has one. <laughs> like another thing. Um, anyway, but what do you what do you think about it? the The 3G iPhone itself is obviously coming. Um, what do you What do you think about the rumored site, the rumor sites that are out there right now that have all these different things? What do you think actually is going to happen? Well, I, I think it'll be interesting to see if AT and T Joint announces the rollout of their higher speed network over 3G. So. 
I think that is under what you HSDPA. What what was it? Um, the band. Yeah, yeah it's HSDPA. Right, and, but I'm uh, I'm trying to think. They have it scattered in Chicago, also very slight through New York. There's limited coverage right now for it. You're talking about the HSUPA network. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, you're right. Yeah, HSDPA will eventually be transitioning over to HSUPA, and they, I think they committed by the end of 2009 that's going to be completely rolled out. So my guess is we'd, we'll probably see it in the iPhone, but yeah, sorry that, that's Yeah, that's where I'm going, because I've experienced with the uh, Tilt um, when I was out in those locations, and, and I think that's going to be the interesting thing. You're going to see probably um an interesting plan because what people are going to go through and i think it might backfire on apple and i'll tell you why i saw an article over i forgot which one i think it was at the unofficial apple weblog that was talking about well what are you going to do with your iphone when the 3g iphone comes out i saw that and i can tell you what you're going to do you're going to sell it on ebay and then you're going to take a, a bloodbath on the price of it because it's a brick and mick you know i've talked about this before if if you get an update on the iPhone and you're not an active and you don't have active service on it, you can't use the phone. It says I'm not active, and unfortunately, you can't use it but as you an can't iPod. use the you can't use the MP3 player even. Right, not just the phone. Exactly. So Apple has to do some thinking before they they roll out this 3G iPhone. And I really think if they're smart, what they would do is either give some kind of uh, gratis to those users who bought one. Not saying a credit. What I'm saying is, is give the people a darn iPhone, you know, that can actually play music on a video, and then obviously then charge your whatever want what you want for the 3G. I think when you look at it, everyone knows they're going to re- launch the 3G iPhone. I think what's more important to me is if I have an iPhone, what is Apple going to do for me? Because I think a lot of people are not aware of it. Remember, we're power users, so we go through these kind of testing scenarios. And I think what you're going to see is these people who spend $500 for their iPhone say, oh, maybe I want a 3G iPhone because it has such great whatever. They're going to be pretty ticked off. I really think they're going to be ticked off because they're going to know, oh, my God, I can't do this. Because remember, Mm -hmm. 2.0 OS is going to roll out probably the same time. Yeah. So once they flip it and they do the upgrade, it's going to lock them out. And probably it's going to tell them to reactivate because they know it's not an active phone. So can we can we hear the Steve Ballmer impression? By the way, <laughs> five hundred dollars without a keyboard. <laughs> I love it. I'm not hey, used well, to this mic. That's why. So, no, that's fine. Hey, before we head out of here, just one more thing. What about a a new BlackBerry? Um, I, I'm pretty intrigued about about the 3G BlackBerry and the 9000 series and and whatnot. And and I think anyone who's who's a BlackBerry user is going to look to this as kind of the next the next curve. You know, the curve was the device that that set itself apart when it you know it came to what the consumer thought of of research in motion because before then it was these ugly you know clunky phones that i don't think many people really enjoyed but i think they're going to do something similar with it what do you think about the the next the next uh, generation of blackberries well the next generation of blackberries you're going to get the new os right so you're going to see the new operating system that's going to give you a lot more flexibility in the in the in the area of video and also probably what you're going to see is a lot of more streaming services. I mean, they've already tested and shown on their edge network, uh, XM radio. So you can get XM radio and they're pushing that pretty hard. So I think the key with what you're going to see on the next 3G, well, on the first 3G uh, 
BlackBerry. There's a lot of streaming services. I think that'll be interesting. Um, other than you know the, the simple stuff, you're going to get the new OS. But quite honestly, I really what I'm more excited about is seeing streaming video on my BlackBerry. I think that's mm. going to be a whole new world for a lot of BlackBerry owners. Okay, I uh, I, I agree with you. I think the multimedia aspect of it's going to be big. Um, you know, uh, otherwise, what the heck do you need 3G for? The email works fine on uh, Edge, right? So <laughs> it'll come in even faster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The people who who think they get a lot of email now, just wait till you get that. Well, plus, if you think about it, the chips, uh, the chipsets are so inexpensive now. Why not throw that in there if you can self, you know, sell it on features uh, when you can throw a, you know, probably a ten cent chip in there to make it do all that. Yeah, I, I. I can't disagree. They I, need better I, viewers, though. Better viewers on on the Office products. I mean, they're just pathetic viewers. And that was one of the complaints I had when I used my BlackBerry is, yeah, I can look at my Excel spreadsheet, but it's it's really painful. Yeah. You can fit, there's like two cells per screen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. And I know that, like, the Centro here, that came with uh, documents to go uh, professional. And it, it's just it, perfect. Great program. Office documents. Great program. I, think, I can't yeah. wait to see what they're going to do with the iPhone. Uh, that that they are a fantastic company, man. Docs to go, I think, has an an edge over Windows Mobile um, when it comes to the the native stuff that they throw on Windows Mobile Six. That's just a personal opinion, but um, but I think it would be great if they if they did indeed do that with the iPhone because that would be a, a good uh, match, especially for the folks that are looking to have uh, the functionality. If they're going to use it as a business device, they're going to want to be able to do business functions. And um, like you guys were talking about in your last show, it's not about writing a Word document. It's about having it come up in a format that's easy to read and, and is useful to you, you know? And Dataviz did say, I think they did say they are going to do the iPhone. Uh, the CEO was interviewed and I think he had mentioned that, that he, they were going to be developing for the iPhone. Well, good. I, 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 can't, uh, I can't think of anyone else better than them to, to do that function. So, Well, Dave, let's, uh, let's wrap this one up here. And before we head out, of course, uh, let everyone know your site again and uh, what you guys are all about. Sure. Uh, it's mobilitytoday.com. We're all about mobile technology, audio and video podcasts. We also offer a, a, a great online shopping experience so you might want to check that out and also uh if you don't know much about me you can also check my blog out at davidsacconi.com that's david and then c-i-c-c-o-n-e.com all right well dave take care and we'll talk to you later bye now bye dave hey mickey and joey michael manna from the t4 show wishing you a happy 100th episode of the cell phone junkie podcast Little known fact, I told Mickey the other night on the uh, T4 Show podcast that the Cell Phone Junkie podcast was the first ever podcast that I listened to, downloaded, and subscribed to. And I've been a happy subscriber ever since. Happy 100th episode. Hope you have a million more. Take care, guys. Hi, this is Kjetil from Norway. I just want to say congratulations with show number 100, and uh, I hope you will make at least 100 more. Hey, Mickey, this is Art up in Michigan. I just wanted to wish you congratulations on your 100th episode. I've been following you since the uh, beginning. Uh, keep up the good work. Have a good day. See ya. Hey, Joy, this is Wyatt from Brooklyn, New York. Just wanted to wish you a happy 100th, and I look forward to the 200th show and all the exciting stuff in between. Keep it going. Hey, Mickey, it's Roger from New York. Just wanted to say congratulations on show 100. Uh, keep up the great work.
and thanks for uh, everything you do. Bye. And for our third section of the show today, we have got Rob Walsh from Today and iPhone and Podcast411.com. How you doing tonight, Rob? Good, Mickey and Joey. Thank you guys for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. I, uh, I know your, your expertise is certainly in the iPhone uh, side of things, and so we wanted to spend a little time chatting with you about that tonight. But uh, before we get started with that, um, why don't you go ahead and uh, for the listeners out there that don't know about you and uh, your work, uh, let them know about everything, uh, your sites and everything that you do. Uh, for the cell phone side of things, it's today an iPhone is the site I've gotten. And it's a, it's a little bit of a blog, but mostly a podcast. I do blog a little bit, but mostly it's, it's about podcasting. Although recently that I haven't podcasted much because of some moving, but I have been following all the rumors uh, every day to stay up on things. Um, and you can find that at today and And then on the podcast side, I have a website called podcast411.com. If you want to learn how to podcast or hear my interviews with other podcasters and done a couple hundred interviews there with all the big names in podcast land. All right, very good. We uh, we certainly are uh, appreciative of an expert, uh, especially when it comes to podcasting. It's something I think that everyone uh, that's that does a show really kind of you learn as you go. And one of the tips that I heard once that I will never forget that I absolutely did not follow, but I should have is do five recordings of your podcast. And once you get done with five recordings and you've listened to them, that's when you can start releasing them. Because I think it, uh, it, <laughs> the first few that you do are a little bit rough. And so I, I've listened to some of my first ones and I just go, <laughs> those could have used a little bit more work, but it's, it's a universal agreement that your first five episodes suck. Yeah. And they suck it, less as you get into it, but, but the first five suck. It's yeah, absolutely. So, all right, well, let's get into the real, the meat of everything we want to talk about. And that's about phones. And uh, we're talking iPhone here. So what's going on with the iPhone today? I mean, we, we talk about it every single week. But what's what's the latest news? I mean, it's, you know, in version 1.1.4 now. And uh, some people are using jailbroken phones, some are not. But uh, what else is going on with the device? Well, I mean, the latest rumors as of, you know, today is the the Italy rumor where the iPhone is going to be available in Italy, it's going to be unlocked, it'll be offered as a higher price, um, and it'll be a 3G iPhone, and it'll be June. But, you know, take parts of that rumor probably are true, that there'll be an iPhone in Italy, and that it may be unlocked. I, I think more of these locked-in deals are going to be less and less likely in the future just because there's so many jailbroken phones out there and there's a whole gray market on the jailbroken phones that a lot of these carriers are saying well what's the real value in me being the exclusive and you know if i have to share with you when my competitors are getting the iphones on their network and they're not having to share so i think the italy rumor about it being unlocked i i find truth in that about it being a 3g iphone available in june i i I'm still not of the belief that the 3G iPhone will be here in June. Uh, announcement of the 3G iPhone in June, that I believe. But the <laughs> phone itself, I'm still not convinced that it'll be here in June. I, I, have to, uh, I have to agree. I think that the announcement is going to certainly come out before we actually see a, a product that arrives to us. But 
What, uh, how, have, how has the original iPhone been doing? Because it's been a few months since I've actually heard anything about it. It seems that over, uh, you know, over the first, what was it, 100 days, they sold 2 million or activated 2 million or something like that on the AT&T network. Uh, we figure there's, what, 4 million that were sold, but these are all numbers that are, 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 are old. Any, any ideas or thoughts the, on, the, on what the, it's doing? Yeah, the last public numbers that Apple gave was back at uh, the uh, Macworld in January, and at that point it was 4 million. Okay. And, and then there's been some rumors that there's been a couple hundred thousand more sold in Europe and maybe another million uh, in the U.S., no solid numbers. Best guess is it's somewhere north of five million, less south of six million. So somewhere in there. Uh, okay. Apple's probably going to be announcing something here um, with their. Uh, I think this week they're going to have their announcement. So we'll probably hear more this week. And my guess is they'll come in just under six million when they talk about numbers. Okay. Well, and the uh, the original prediction for by the end of two thousand and eight was the ten million number. So. They seem to be well on their way to get there. Um, it's just amazing. You know, it's been, what, almost almost a year. June 29th is right around the corner from us here. Just uh, just over two months. And I, I'm still absolutely amazed at the amount of attention that this phone is getting. And it's, it's something that no one can deny. It's probably the biggest phone ever to come out. And it's just absolutely... Um, unbelievable. And I'm, I'm, if I'm assuming correctly, you're still on the iPhone yourself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even think of trying to use anything else. Uh, <laughs> I even have a little stylus now. This company called Pogo sent me one to test out. And oh, yeah. I love it. I'm back to feeling like I have a palm in my hand with a little stylus. It's nice. <laughs> Do you, uh, is your uh, iPhone jailbroken? Absolutely. Well, actually, it's, okay. I shouldn't say it's, it's, yes, it's jailbroken, but it's not. Uh, it's unshackled, but not jailbroken. I'll get the phrases okay. right here. So I have third-party apps on it, but I have it on the AT&T system still. Ah, okay. That's right, because I remember you, you had switched over from Sprint, if I remember correctly, yes? I was a Sprint user prior to um, getting the iPhone a year ago, yes. I was on Sprint. Matter of fact, we just canceled out the last of our phones off of Sprint, and they tried to charge us too much money on the can. And I was like, nope, contract's over. <laughs> well, what do you think? Uh, what do you think we can believe? I mean, we, you talked about you know this this Italy rumor where we may see a three G phone um, from them unlocked. We talked about uh, in the past on the, on this show seeing a device that has um, a different design. Uh, I've seen you know pictures where it's got this entire plastic case around it versus the uh, the aluminum and uh, plastic on the bottom where the antenna is, but. How, how do you know what to believe? I mean, we read all these things all the time, but it seems like, you know, people are just, these analysts are just throwing throwing things out, you know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of monkeys and typewriters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sooner or later, they're going to get right. Uh, the, here's one thing you can know for sure, and, and this is a guarantee. The next iPhone will look different than the current iPhone, um, and not just a little different. If you just do a quick 55 mile an hour drive by, you'll be able to tell if that person is on the new iPhone or not. And, and Apple will do that because that's a coolness factor and people want to say I'm on the new iPhone. So we know that is for sure. Um, but that, that you know, means it's bright pink and glows. I, who knows? Uh, but it will definitely look different than the current one. And, and not just minor difference. It will be noticeable from a distance. 
Uh, now we go beyond that. So that's a given. Um, you know, Time had a report last week where they said there's going to be three different versions of the iPhone. There's going to be a flip phone version, one with a slide out keyboard, and then the one with just the new case, which is 3G. You know, all three would be supposedly 3G, I, I would imagine. And, you know, I would gather that Time pretty much covered their base as well so that they can later say, well, we got one of them, right? <laughs> It, it, it's it's kind of like a uh, they just went and looked at the patent filings or something and said this is what this is what they could do <laughs> and so that's kind of what they reported on. But right, the flip phone one's been around for a while as a rumor because of that Apple has a patent on something of a flip, basically a flip device, pl- flip media player, and then hmm. people found that patent and so that rumor about a flip phone has been around for a while. And of course, if there is a flip phone, the very first app you'll be able to buy in the iTunes store is that when you open it up, it makes the Star Trek sound for a communicator. <laughs> because that's what everyone's <laughs> going to compare it to. Yes. All right. So, so all these things are swirling about and, and you're, you're picking out the ones that are sort of, you know, sort of seem like, like true, uh, true indeed. In fact, this is what's going to happen. But you know, Apple is notorious for hearing, getting so much buzz around cyberspace because you don't have the uh, the leaks that you do with all these other companies. So, how in the world does anyone know when Apple's gonna gonna launch something? What are the good ways for uh, for people to know when they can expect to see something different when it comes to an Apple product? Become Steve's psychiatrist. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's, <laughs> uh, the reality is they are really tight-lipped to the point where only a few people inside Apple beyond Steve know what's going on. So, you know, it's always great when you hear an inside source said this or an inside source said that. that that's the same as saying, I made this up. <laughs> I mean, that's what it means. That's the euphemism in Apple. Or, you know, an industry, you know, or an inside source at Han Hai told me that this is what's happening. No, he didn't. Because if he did, he'd lose his job, and they would lose the contract. So no one at Han Hai is saying anything. No one at any of the manufacturers is saying anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I saw one, I love this, was um, one of the rumors was the 3G iPhone is expected to weigh about 120 grams compared to 135 grams of the current model. When you get that specific, it, it, it's beyond <laughs> ludicrous. I mean, we don't even know if there's going to be, okay, we know there's going to be a 3G iPhone because Apple's kind of said it. But we have no idea when it's going to come out. And here they're talking about how many grams the thing's going to weigh. So when you start seeing a lot of specificity in a rumor, you can almost discount it immediately. Huh. That's a good, uh, that's good advice. Are there any sort of events or significant uh, pieces of an Apple, in the Apple timeline that can help predict, like different trade shows or things that they're doing? Um, the that can worldwide, help. worldwide Developer Conference, WWDC, uh, in early June is a likely time frame for Apple to announce the 3G iPhone officially and when it's going to be out. You know, there's a lot of people running around right now going, well, look, you know, uh, T-Mobile lowered the price to 99 euros. Orange just lowered it by, um, by 100 uh, pounds. Um, you know, every, you know, they're talking about everybody who's lowering the price of the iPhone at this point in time. But what they're forgetting to mention, and, and they're trying to say, well, that's the definitely that a 3G iPhone's coming. Why else would they lower it? Well, they're lowering it on the 8 gig models because the 8 gig model just doesn't sell. Just like the 4 gig model didn't sell when you had a choice to buy an 8 or a 4, everybody bought the 8s. Mm-hmm. So if you have an 8 or a 16 choice, 
the extra hundred doesn't mean anything to the typical iPhone purchaser. They want the best. So they're not going to go out and buy the almost best. You know, if you have a chance to buy a new iPhone, you're not going to get the eight gig. You want to be able to say, I've got 16 gig. You want to get the yeah. top of the top. So I yeah, think absolutely. Because the, the space difference is so dramatic versus right. just, a, you know, measly hundred bucks. Right. When you think of the cost, total cost for the contract for two years, that hundred euros is, is meaningless. So that's why they, they've been plummeting the prices probably more than anything else is just to, because Apple's going to discontinue the eight gig model at some point in the near future. Because it, it's just not selling, and they're realizing that, and you might as well just burn off all the inventory and get rid of all the eight gigs. But th- I, I, when you start seeing the prices dropping, a hundred, two hundred euros, a hundred, two hundred pounds for the sixteen gig, that's a high indicator that an announcement of the three G iPhone is right around the corner. Mm. Well, let's uh, let's switch gears here real quick. Let's talk about what you uh, are looking for in your next iPhone. I I had purchased one for myself, and all the listeners know this. And I used it for about a week. And as my primary device, as uh, in, in in business, I I didn't like it, and so I actually took it back. And it didn't take me very long to realize that I not only did I miss uh, using it and having it around, um, but I just missed I just missed it in general. And so I ended up getting one and my wife is using it now. And it um, so I, I don't get to use it as a primary device. But what are some of the things um, that you would like to see in the next generation, uh, whether it's with uh, from a, a software release, firmware release, or from a new hardware perspective, discounting, of course, 3G and more memory, because I think those things are a given. Right. And, and the, the, actually, the more memory going to 32 gig isn't that big of a given right now, because the release of the 32 gig chips has wasn't that long ago when they went to production. So, uh, you know, if they do announce something in June, it may not be actually 32 gig. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but Beyond those, uh, GPS is obvious. You know, it would be nice to have a real GPS uh, module. Now, some people are, are saying that, that GPS is coming for the current iPhone as a plug-in, maybe Garmin or someone else. The software developed um, in the SDK seems to indicate that there's the capability for GPS, true GPS coming. So that'll be nice. Uh, Flash would be a nice thing. Uh, so you can really get a full web experience especially if people like, you know, going to different sites with web video and things like that. So that'd be nice for Flash. Um, you know, if, when, I, when I look at those are the two ones that have, have been the biggest paper cut with lemon juice poured in them since, since this thing's been out. I'm not a big believer that you need to have a physical keyboard. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'd like to have a slide out keyboard. I, I'm doing fine without it. And I think a lot of people that have used an iPhone for any given period of time are doing fine without the real keyboard and, and actually like the extra real estate of not and, and not having the issues of the keyboard. Uh, actually, having a real keyboard now kind of makes you look antiquated. I was just at AdTech last week, and it was funny because it was the first non-Web 2.0 conference I've gone to, and all the other conferences were everyone has an iPhone, and this conference, everyone had a keyboard on their phone. And I was like, what are all these keyboards? <laughs> all the BlackBerry and Trio users out there. <laughs> So what about what about software things like A2DP in in the in a new Bluetooth stack or anything? Does that appeal to you at all? Well, it would be great to have true stereo, yeah, on Bluetooth. So you can have real Bluetooth stereo headsets that you can actually listen to and not be tethered with wires that are constantly being yanked out and 
you know, I had a pair of headphones I had to get rid of because I was cleaning up the dog poop in the backyard. And I reached down and as I pulled up, my arm hit the cord and it landed right in the pile. Oh. <laughs> nice. So actually only one of the two landed. I actually cut that one off. So I actually have one headphone where it's just one head. <laughs> it was lucky. It wasn't the one with the microphone. It was the other one without the microphone. <laughs> That's pretty. So if you ever see, if you ever see me sometime, I can show you my headphones with just the one headphone piece. But anyway, I, I you know, it would be nice to have Bluetooth. How about uh, everyone has this question? Cut and paste. I mean, what's what's the deal? Why why is this such an elusive thing to get to come into the software? It's coming. I <sighs> believe it's coming. People have you know made demos, videos showing how it could work. It's coming. I, I, can't, I can't imagine it won't be there in in, in the upcoming update because it's such a big complaint too from people that you know they'd like to be able to do that. And we, if you look at some of the third party apps, some of the other ones, you know, um, SMS messaging that's been or MMS messaging has been addressed uh, with third party apps. Uh, so there's a lot of software. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other cool well you know games real true third-party games which is with the way you know iphone uh, version 2.0 when that comes out and the sdk is out i think it's going to take care of a lot of the issues people had with what they want to see in upgrades uh the ability the actual ability to download him live onto your iphone i'm really happy apple chose to go that path there was a yeah. lot of rumors that they wouldn't go that way but i think um the fact that the uh iApp installer showed Apple how easy it is to do and I think the people at Apple actually like it and I think they decided that if they were going to do it they wanted it because the people at Apple are jailbreaking or or unshackling their phones also I don't know why you wouldn't I mean it it adds such an amazing array of of features and additional things to to the phone that uh, it's it's one of those things of course you don't want to condone it but you almost have to you know to in order to 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 break out some of the the more potential that you can get in the device i had a, another thing that i haven't really heard too much about here um that that i don't know if you know anything about it what about upgrading the wi-fi to the the draft end protocol that apple has and all their other products i mean that's you find it in everything from you know the mac mini all the way up to the macbook pros and the iPhones, you know, putzing along on uh, on a G protocol. Think it's maybe a power issue, or any thoughts on that? I would imagine it's a power issue and also a chip availability issue. I don't believe the current, and I have to go back. It's been a while since I looked at the specs, but I don't believe the chip that's in there currently supports the N. Mm, okay, uh, it, it's again. I I don't remember hearing from anyone saying that it actually did support N, and it would be a software turn on. So the yeah. next generation, they would they would just need a different chip, and they're using you know they're trying to go with the lowest power chips. Uh, and talking about power, a, a nice thing that would be, which for some reason I still don't think they're going to do. A nice thing would be is a user replaceable battery. <laughs> Boy, that's uh that's the truth. But then they come out with laptops that don't have them either. So you know maybe this right, is just so, a strategy. I mean, their their trend isn't looking promising for a user replaceable battery. Mm-hmm. Rather, you have to go out and buy um, uh, cases that have a battery built into the case. There's one company that does that, Zipcar or Zip something or other. Speaking of accessories, anything good that you're using that you'd recommend to the, the iPhone users out there? Actually, yeah, the Pogo stick that I'm using, which is uh, 
rather than using your finger, it's it's a little capacitive stick and it's like a little pointer, and it works like your finger does on the iPhone. Uh, so it's really nice. It helps speed up typing if you're a one finger typer, uh, and you can go from screen to screen and you don't smear your screen. And the beauty is if you accidentally drop it and lose it, you have your replacement right there called your finger. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Well, Rob, thank you very much for your time today. It's been, uh, it's been great to, to have you on and to discuss this a little bit. So before we, before we uh, cut off here, what's, uh, where can people find you again? Todayaniphone.com. Excellent. Well, thank you very much uh, for being on the show. Certainly appreciate it. And uh, Joey, appreciate uh, you being on as well. Okay, well, yep, we'll good see. to talk to you, Rob. Thank you, guys. And we'll see uh, what happens come June. For more information about the stories you've just heard, visit us at thecellphonejunkie.com.